little uh, Lannis Morissette there. So ironic. How many of you have ever uh, played the game Twister? So uh, I, I think people were afraid we were actually going to play it live up here at uh, some point, and uh, I think my Twister days are over. But um, <laughs> you know, it's a it's a Milton Bradley classic. Um, it was promoted as the, the game that will tie you up in knots. And um, I'll be honest, my first experience with the game, I was not impressed, not impressed at all. I mean, the game looked cool, uh, very colorful. The, the fact is you got the blue, green, yellow, and red dots. And the commercials, though, made it look like it was really, really fun. And uh, so... First time I played, middle of the summer, it was extremely hot. It was like 100 plus degrees. And so we're hanging out on uh, my neighbor's front porch doing nothing. And we decided, hey, let's play that new game you got. And uh, so it was my friend Steve, his two brothers, and my brother Flint. And uh, now you may begin to understand why uh, I wasn't impressed five sweaty, smelly junior high kids, all right? Five minutes into the game, let's just say we got gassed out, and my, my brother won, and um, we boxed the game up, we put it in the closet, and we hoped that we would never see it again. Months later, it was Steve's birthday party, Everybody's sitting around, but nobody's mingling. I mean, it's junior high kids, so one side of the room, we, we've got the boys, the other side are the girls. And Steve's mom comes in, she's carrying the game. She goes, I thought you guys might like playing Twister. And I'm like, oh no. You know, and I turned to Steve and I'm like, dude, I am not playing. And uh, Steve and I pretty much knew that this party had went from bad to worse. But it took a twist. You know, several, several of the girls started playing, then, then a few of the guys jumped in, and before long, we were lining up, waiting for our opportunity to, to get to play, play the game. And so, you know, the game ended up being a hit. Life can be like a game of Twister. The fact is that it can leave you in knots. It can twist you in different ways. You know, tragedy, grief, loss, the, it, your, your finances, your job, your, your health, your relationships, they can get twisted. And in fact, I know that some of you today would, would say, I feel like I'm playing Twister right now. The reality is we hate being twisted. We hate when things don't work out the way that we have them planned in our head. We, we hate setbacks. We hate struggles. We hate suffering. We, we hate pain. And to make matters worse, too many people believe we get what we deserve, which is not true. It is a mentality that will create a lot of confusion frustration, and anger, it's a mentality that has some of you twisted in knots today. You know, here's what the Bible says uh, about life. 
there's, there's something else that happens on earth that does not seem fair. Bad things should happen to who? People. And good things should happen to? But sometimes, here we go, bad things happen to good people, and good things happen to bad people. This is not fair. See, life is ironic. I mean, don't you think? All of you, you if you look around you, you would say, oh, you know, I've seen good people experience bad things. And I've seen good things happen to not so good of people. And if you do not get a grip on some truths in life, you will get frustrated and your anger will begin to amplify. You know, we're in this series, Twister, and we're looking at things that people twist. Things that people believe are true, but they're not true. And the result of twisted beliefs is a twisted life. Now, here's the truth. We do not, we do not always get what we deserve. Sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. You know, the, the world will sell you this twisted idea, and we want to believe it. Because I, I think inside, we think it gives us control of things. But it's the idea that good things happen because I'm good. And bad things happen because I'm bad. Neither of those things are true. You know, when good things happen, it's called grace. And when bad things happen, it's called life. You know, one day Jesus, he was addressing the, this topic. Uh, the story is found in Luke 13. You want to read it later, you can. But Jesus is referring to some recent events that had happened. And th this would have been uh, breaking news, top stories uh, of the day. And he's talking about Pilate had uh, given some executive orders for the military to take action. And the situation had gotten out of hand. Some innocent people had died. And people were asking Jesus to help them make sense of the situation. And they're like, you know, what about all those innocent people that were slaughtered when they were worshiping? And also, they're like, what, what about the 18 people that were killed uh, when that tower fell and, and hurt them and, and killed all those people? Why did these things happen, Jesus? Was it because of their sin? And Jesus says, absolutely not. Friends, not everything bad that happens is a person's own fault. You know, now it doesn't negate, the fact is sometimes we uh, reap what we sow in life. You know, some problems, some pain, some struggles, we, we actually do bring on ourselves. But sometimes things just happen. You know, we face hurt and pain that, that we don't deserve. Some, some losses in life, there are, they're unexplainable. There, there's no way to, to get your mind around it. And, and here's another truth. Not everything that happens is God's will. 
You know, it's like recently the, the wreck on I-55 and all the dust and 72-car pileup. The fact is eight people were killed, 37 injured. Extremely, extremely tragic situation. But too many times people are trying to make sense of stuff and we attempt to explain it. You know, we want to fix blame on everything. And I, I know well-meaning Christians, they, they would say, well, you know, it's hard to understand, but it's just God's will. That's twisted. That's not true. Not everything that happens is God's will. In other words, don't blame bad stuff on, on, on God, the things that happen in this world. Some bad things happen because we make mistakes. Some bad things happen because someone else made a bad decision. You know, some bad things happen because of sin, yes, and some bad things just happen. You know, because we live in a fallen, broken world. And here's the thing, God could stop all bad things. God could. All God would have to do is take away free will. Freedom of choice. Now, most of us, if we were honest, we're okay if God took away other people's free choice. <laughs> but the thought of giving up your freedom, you go, I don't think so. I told you it's twisted. I'll give up your freedom. I just won't give up mine. Friends, there, there's a tension in life. God has a will for your life. You have a will for your life. And sometimes those wills are in conflict. In fact, sometimes we choose our way instead of God's way. And many times when we do that, inevitably, we get hurt or somebody else gets hurt, doesn't work out like we thought, but God will not force his will on you. These are two truths that you've got to understand and get your mind around. We don't always get what we deserve. Again, sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. And not everything that happens is God's will. The fact is, not every tragedy or loss or pain can, can be explained. Some things we, we don't understand and we won't until we get to heaven. So what can we do to give us hope? I mean, what, what can we do when we're dealing with pain and grief and loss so that things don't get twisted? Well. Here's what I think happens for many of us when when we face that that pain, is some people want to go yellow here, want to run away in life. You know, some of you believe if you ignore the pain, it'll go away. I'll pretend it's not happening or it didn't happen, and if I do that, I'll be all right. In fact, this kind of gives birth to another twisted idea that people have. It's easier to avoid a problem than to face it. Not true. Not true. 
Going yellow does not work. It will mess you up. You know, going yellow is a bad idea. In fact, I would suggest to you that you go green in life. That you go, you know, right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, stay green, because it gets you moving forward in in life. It gets you moving in the right direction. If you deal with the situation, whatever it is, if you acknowledge the hurt, if you acknowledge the pain, if you face it head on, you'll actually find healing in that. And I know some Christians, they buy into this idea that, well, I'm supposed to always be happy. You know, I'm supposed to be smiles. Everything's okay. That you're never supposed to be sad, you know, or grieve or hurt. You know, that you should always just praise God no matter what. But the fact is, that will twist you up. It is not true that we're not supposed to experience pain and hurt. In fact, the Bible would teach just the opposite. Jesus Jesus said this in Matthew 5, 4. He says, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. There, There are many passages in Scripture that talk about facing our pain and hurt. It's okay to be sad. In fact, if you don't hurt, if you're not sad when things get twisted in your life, something's terribly wrong. You know, when, when your equilibrium gets rocked, and it will sometimes because maybe somebody betrayed you or, or it gets knocked, knocked silly because you're, you're experiencing that hurt and that pain and that loss, I mean, what do you do with those feelings? Well, you deal with them. You go green. You don't repress them. You don't skim over them. You go green. You release them to God. You you give them to God. Why? Because, you know, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Here's our our second move. And we're going to go green again here. This move... It is life-giving, and that is you begin to focus on other people when you're hurting. You know, when you're struggling, when, when you're dealing with that pain or that loss, and I will tell you, this is counterintuitive. You know, to, to go green doesn't feel right. It's awkward sometimes. But Galatians say we carry each other's burdens And in this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. You know, when you're hurting, when you're grieving, when you're facing that that loss, your tendency is to pull back, isn't it? Isolate, build a wall. You know, just, just put all this stuff around you so people can't get close. You know, I don't want to be around people. I'm hurting too much. And that's okay for a, a, a little while, but it's the exact opposite of what you need. See, we need each other. We need each other. Not, not, not only do we need that outside support in our life, we need that outside perspective sometimes. 
You know, when you face that season of loss, the, the tendency is to become very myopic. You know, when you experience pain, what happens? Your perspective narrows. Sometimes that's all you can see. Those are the times we especially need other people in our lives. You know, allowing other people to minister, to help you, to comfort you, to, to offer suggestions. And I'll say not every suggestion you hear is helpful. I, I get that. But as you grieve and you open yourself up, there's no need to be embarrassed about that. It's just you, you open up to other people. One of the reasons God created the church was for us to be family and take care of each other. And, you know, a little, little perspective here, and I, I say this often, and this is just advice. Get in a group. You know, get on a ministry team before crisis hits. Because what happens as you're involved in ministry together, you begin building relational bridges. See, we need God, and we need God's people in our life. And the next move is don't go red. Avoid red. Red's not good. It goes against your tendency. Your tendency is to want to go here. You know, many times when life gets twisted, what happens? We get angry, and we start seeing red. You know, whatever the, the situation, friends, don't go there because this is where bitterness will begin to, to build. You know, the Hebrew writer says this, says, look after each other so that not one of you will fail to find God's best blessings, best blessings. Watch out that no bitterness take root among you, for as it springs up, it causes deep trouble, hurting many in their spiritual life. I've seen red mess people up. You know, the Old Testament uh, book of Job, it deals with Job and his great trials. He's a good person. He's a God-fearing and God-honoring individual, and he loses his children, his house, his possessions, and his health. I believe he had every reason to be bitter, but he resists. Friends, you've got to resist going red. You've got to just fight against that and decide, and it is a decision, am I going to be bitter or am I going to be better in my life? You cannot be both. And you got to choose wisely. Job, Job writes this. He says, others have no happiness at all. They live and die with bitter hearts. Friends, when bitterness takes root, happiness will walk out. Every situation, no matter what it is, you have to decide, am I going to be better or am I going to be bitter about it? You know, the, there is a lie that I think we buy into, and, and the, it's really the world's lie, that circumstances will determine your happiness. That is not true. I have seen people face difficult situations. 
things that, that you think, okay, this is just going to knock them out. And they'll make a decision. I'm going to do something with my life. I'm going to make my life count. I'm going to get through this. And I've watched people successfully navigate hor- horrible things. And I've watched them experience a great deal of happiness in their life. But I've also watched people who appear to have not had uh, really anything major happen, and they spend their lives whining and unhappy. Friends, you get to choose what you're going to focus on. You get to choose which path you're going to take. And just FYI, most of the world would love to have your problems. And I know some of you are going, well, you don't know what my problems are. You don't know the issues that I have at work. You don't know my family. You, know, you don't know the bills I have. And you're right, I do not know. I don't have a clue. But I know there are millions of people around this planet that would love to have your problems, love to have your job, love to have the bills that you've got. You know, you're worried about, are my kids going to get A's or C's in school? And that, that's, that's, that's the focus right now. And there are people around the world that are worried if their children are going to be fed, if they're going to see another birthday. See, perspective. Bitterness, friends, never changes anything. And in fact, bitterness just makes you more miserable. And it will twist you in knots till you can't stand it. I mean, how, how do you avoid bitterness? Well, first of all, you've got to accept what you can't change, okay? Things you can change, change them. But the things you can't, you've got to accept that at some point. See, faith is not denying reality. It's reaching out to God and refusing to be discouraged and to keep moving forward in spite of the pain and the hurt and whatever's going on. Sometimes the only way you find peace is acceptance. You know the serenity prayer? God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference between those two things. Friends, you also have to focus on what's left, not what's lost. And that's hard. That's hard, difficult sometimes. You know, 1 Thessalonians, Paul writes, he says, be thankful In all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Be thankful. Be thankful for the problems? No, I'm not saying that. Be thankful for what's left. Be thankful God is with you, that God will see you through whatever it is. Your past is your past. There is nothing you can do to change the past. You you figured that out, right? You just can't. If you want a deep six bitterness, I, I would challenge you to become a person of gratitude, 
to develop gratitude in your life. You go, well, how, how do you do that? Well, it, it's simple. If you're bitter today, go home, get a piece of paper, pull your phone out, however you take notes, and just make a list, 50 things that I'm thankful for. You go, 50? Friends, you could do 100 if you decided. It will change. It will shift something inside you. And this is a critical shift. What are you going to focus on from here forward in your life? Loss and pain give you perspective. They clarify your values, your, your priorities many times. And I will tell you, the greatest things are not things. The greatest things are relationships and people. Remember what's important. Remember what's going to last. They remember what, what's going to be eternal. And here's, here's the last move, and, and this should be the first move, really. And that is you go blue, true blue, and you depend on Christ in your life through the pain, through the hurt, or whatever. Paul, Paul writes this, he says, I know what it's like to be in need, and I know what it's like to have plenty. I have learned the secret, okay, here we go. He learned it, it wasn't automatic. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. I want you to notice, it doesn't say, I can, I can do all this because I read a, a lot of motivational books. I, I can do all this because I get myself all psyched up in the morning. And, I, okay, motivational stuff, fine. Self-talk, fine. But it will only get you so far. The key to crisis control in your life is giving God and Christ control. You know, let it, letting him be the Lord in, in your life. The, the acid test of faith is not when you're sitting in church, friends. It's when you depend on the Lord in the midst of that twisted situation. You find stability there. How? By leaning on something that is stronger than you. You know, it's leaning on, on God and Jesus Christ. You know, the psalmist writes, it says, those who trust in the Lord are steady as Mount Zion. Still standing today. Unmoved by any circumstance. Any circumstance. I watched a documentary, it is several years ago, but it was about islanders in the South Pacific. And they were talking about how they survived tidal waves and, and hurricanes and, and horrible, horrible situations. You know how they did it? They tied themselves to enormous palm trees. Do you need something like that? You go, well, there aren't any palm trees around here. All right. It was funny up here. Uh, <laughs> but you do need something like that. You need God. 
You need God. You know, you tie yourself to God. You talk to God. You, you, you can just say, here, here it is, Lord. The rock of our salvation. It brings stability in the good times and the bad times. Friends, you listen to God when you're going through the storms. You listen because God will give you direction and guidance. He'll whisper to you when you're you're discouraged. He'll give you a word of encouragement. When you don't think you can take a step, he'll help you take the next step. And not only help you take the next step, he'll help you figure out what the next step is. I mean, what is the next move, Lord? God wants to help you if you let him. 2 Samuel 22, it says, Oh, Lord, you are my lamp. The Lord lights up my darkness. In your strength, I can crush an army. With my God, I can scale any wall, any obstacle, any problem. God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true. He is our shield. Some of you need that protection today. He's our shield for all who look to him for protection. See, you stay blue. You look to God for salvation, for a better day. You know, that word salvation in in the Hebrew, it's enormous. You know, it means freedom, deliverance, restoration, help, wholeness, peace, Some of you need that today. The psalmist, and we're going to close with this, he says, God alone is my rock, my salvation, my fortress, where I will never be shaken. Never be shaken. When life's twisted, and it will from time to time, some of you are there today. Hold tight to God. Stay blue. Let Him stabilize. Let Him give you hope. Let Him give you courage. Let Him encourage you if you're discouraged. Let him love you if you feel unloved, if you feel alone. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But I know if you stay blue, stay tight, he'll see you through it, whatever it is. So we're going to pray. Um, if you need prayer for something, I'd invite you to stand up where you are. Uh, I want to pray for you. Uh, Maybe life's really got you twisted up. Maybe it's big, maybe it's little, but I want to pray for you. So um, just uh, stand as a piece of faith here. Those of us that aren't, if you would just pray with me for these individuals. Um, Yeah. Our holy God, God, we praise you. God, sometimes this life just really gets messy. And God, I don't know the situations here, but uh, 
you do. And God, first of all, I thank you for these individuals' faith. And God, I pray your Holy Spirit would just give them that word of encouragement, give them the strength, give them the just peace of knowing that you are by their side. They're not alone. This isn't the end. God, I pray your Holy Spirit would just open the doors and show them that tomorrow will be better, next week will be better than that, that you have a plan in the midst of it. God, we give you our pain, our grief. We give you our anger, our frustration. God, we lay it at your feet because we know you're the one who can make all things new, can clear the way, remove the obstacles. God, we thank you for your presence, your love, and your grace. God, I pray as we leave this place that uh, we'd find hope because it's in you. God, we thank you for the opportunities that are before us. And we give you the glory with all we say and do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God's people said, let's all stand together and uh, let's sing. If you need prayer, uh, there'll be folks down front to pray with you, and uh, they'd be glad to do that. Thanks. Thanks.